Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers. Well, that's so conversational. Welcome to episode 104 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account. It's wow, it's because I'm reading it straight from the script. Wow. Episode 106, this wow. is staying. Episode 106 <laughs> of the podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single week is... It's a very unimpressed Sasha. What the fuck was that intro? I don't know. I just, we, we're doing back-to-back. So I thought I'd try and mix it up, make it a bit of fun. You know, all the energy was in the preamble. So you're getting what is left in the reserve tank. Hi. <laughs> How has your week been? Well, Making my week was much yes. the same as last week. No, mm-hmm. I'm joking. I mean, this is in the future, right? So I'm going to have gone to London Book Fair. Um, and given that all of my predictions have been shite thus far... <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to keep my fucking mouth shut and not say a goddamn thing about next week. Oh, Christmas <laughs> was such a pile of shit. It's Christmas, man. <laughs> Let us never make the mistake again of making predictions. Oh, prediction. Oh, oh, I'm, just, I'm going to have such fun with my family. No, I'm just going to spend 10 days locked in the room because of COVID. Uh, honest to God. Yeah, so I don't know how my week has been. It's a fucking mystery, guys. You're right. I think it's best that we don't. That we. I think it is best that none of us say a goddamn thing about next week. No, what I do know is that next week will be half term, and I'll have the boy. So um, I'm planning on still chipping away at stuff, but making it like very light um, because I will have finished the book. Well, by the time this goes out, the book will be finished. Um, So I will have a little bit of leeway to ease up off the throttle for a week while I spend some time with him um but yeah I don't I don't want to make any fucking predictions either just no, it's terrifying we, we are too, yeah we are too traumatized from having made mistakes mate like I want I want a proper rest I want a proper proper week off I just I would stop I would stop I'm not saying next week stop. I'm just saying that's what I'm like dying for i uh i didn't say this on last week's like an hour ago's podcast um part of my uh sort of birthday celebrations i i went for an hour in an isolation pod oh my god uh-huh, uh-huh. is that the one where there's like no sound no light no nothing sensory yeah, it's, it's just is a it big, in water it's in salt water so you float oh my god and oh it was my god one of the like the coolest and just like most surreal experiences i've had so you're in this you're in this pod that literally has like a big handle you bring it down the the water sort of warm but not too warm but obviously like not cold because you're in it for an hour um 10 minutes of ambient music with sort of like a light and then you turn the light off and it just goes into silence and darkness for 45 minutes and then the music comes back on for five minutes the lights come back on and it kind of like eases you out of it um it was it was bizarre but i really enjoyed it like because there's that fear of time just stretching and dragging and you feeling like you're lost and i will say it's the darkest dark i've been in i've not been in the point where like it doesn't matter if your eyes are open or closed it's the same oh i don't Um, know if i could do it yeah it was like so 
<laughs> a couple of things for people to be aware of if you want to try it. Number one, um, any scratches or abrasions, just be careful because it's very salt water, but they do have like Vaseline to put over things so it doesn't hurt. I didn't realize that my foot was scratched until I got <laughs> into the thing. And then I got out, was like Vaseline and then back in. Um, the other thing is it's it will never be complete uninterrupted isolation because as you're lying on the water you're slowly shifting at like one millimeter a minute so every now and then you'll just kind of go dunk on your head on the side of the tank or like your toe will kind of go dunk. and then you're like Ooh. um but it was an experience like i'm pretty sure i fell asleep i i don't remember falling asleep but i remember In waking the water. up yeah how did you not drown it's so what you float you you literally cannot like sink because it's so heavily salted with this like special salt that like even if you put your arms down they just spring back up so i know because i've been in the dead sea in israel right i don't know so the dead sea in israel is a salt water like very 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 salty yeah and you float in the water and it is surreal because Mm -hmm. you can sort of make yourself float in any water right (laughs) but like when you are forced to float it is a very bizarre experience yeah um but isolation pods freak me out like I would I I sort of want to have a go but Uh I don't know if I could do 45 minutes can you get out if you get scared yeah yeah it's all like there's a handle you can grab and like everything like it's it's set up in a way that you know there's even a bell that you can ring for reception if like anything bad happens um but honestly like because i as i say i was scared that time would stretch and it would feel like forever and it didn't it was good like and and then literally just to be trapped in your thoughts with like nothing is the water in your ears no, you get little like sort of wax putty earbud things that you can like press into your ears to stop that. Um, so could you hear your own breathing? Yes. Oh yeah, see that would annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I will say that I thought the things that I thought about a lot. Number one, I'd, I'd watch the uh, Will Smith Chris Rock encounter that morning, and that played very very heavily in my experience because without going like too dramatic on it, that's basically like shattered the perception of a person that I adored. Um, Will Smith. Yeah, and so that played whoa 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 why did it shatter your perception of him because he he was the family friendly entertainer he was the nice guy like i've recently read his book and there's a lot in there that kind of explains where some of that would have come from but it was just one of those things where i i have had great respect for like he's probably like one of my favorite actors up until then do you not do you not think he was justified i think that's a discussion that's not really like within my hands to justify like yeah. potentially there might have been but at the same time knowing who I am and what my values are I feel like there could have been other ways to have settled something like that rather than to just outlandishly do what he did Interesting. but as I say that's a whole separate conversation so that played in my mind and then there was one point because obviously you see like the colors in your mind's eye and things are shifting and you see patterns and, and your thoughts are going um, and there was one point which was probably the weirdest point where just right at the bottom of the periphery of my right eye was like a blue flame. And I'm not saying like when you close your eyes and you see all different colours, like this was like a bright sort of vivid blue flame, almost like a wisp that you imagine. And every time I tried to go see it, it would just kind of like flicker away and then kind of come back when I was relaxing. And that happened for about two or three minutes. So I was like, huh. And I don't know if the only thing I can think of is like because you're in such isolation, your brain begins to go like firing like i need to give you some sort of stimulus um but yeah and then it kind of the 45 minutes came around and the music started back up and i was like oh that was 
really really bizarre but also really really awesome that is so cool gives me lots of ideas yeah um so that's um, I, the I first guess the time I, I ever encountered isolation pods was in one of Dan Brown's books mm. and I was like this is weird as fuck these can't be real and then like obviously they are real so that was weird but yeah, yeah. I've got a short story which is basically set with um people who have uh, monetized isolation tanks to where uh, people who need money go into the tanks people who have money watch them and they put in hallucinogenic gas and then just basically like it's got almost like a reverse monsters inc if you think about it but it's kind of like people watching people suffer for entertainment but i very enjoyed that mm, your mind such a nice place uh-huh. um <laughs> what's something that you enjoyed oh I know what this well is. i am excited hang on a second i'm just changing over my candle live on air um okay oh, the so, entertainment value i know oh, i God. know you guys you come for treats <laughs> i give you all the treats oh, there we okay go. so what have i enjoyed this week well scott fucking williamson that's what i've enjoyed this week he um <clears throat> is a naughty boy <laughs> <laughs> is an antagonizing bastard in the best possible way. So, um, as you know, I read a lot and I, as a competition person, it's always healthy to have somebody whose tail I'm chasing, right? Somebody who's just that little bit better than you because it constantly makes you grow, develop. It constantly makes you push because, um, yes, you want to beat them, but it's also, it's about that inner growth and it's about that, how can I make myself better? Um, And all you're doing is you're using that other person as um, like a goalpost almost, you know, that you want to then surpass. It's not really about the other person. um, It's about you. But um, that is where you derive your motivation from. So um, (laughs) one of the things that I have done without realizing, and I think Scott even helped me realize that this was the thing that I was doing, is I've always watched how many books that V.E. Schwab reads every year. So um, I, I haven't, I don't even remember how it came up, but suffice to say, Scott basically convinced me that I was competing against Schwab. Even you though like, on this podcast. Yeah. So I was sort of competing against her, but like a previous year's total rather than mm-hmm. her current year's total. And um, I did beat her last her the year that I was trying to beat, I beat her total. Um and anyway, so but then then other patrons picked it up and it became more of a current thing and I was like guys if I'm not competing against her current year like this did she fucking reads like 78 million books I mean literally last year I think it was like 158 books and this year I think she's aiming for like 175 like how the fuck how does she write I don't I don't know (laughs) I literally don't know she doesn't have kids so that's a start there you go anyway um so so yeah, like it's a bit of an on-running joke because everybody knows that I love her. Like she's, I own, I think all of her books and like I've read a lot of them. I haven't finished, but I am aiming to finish all of all of the books she's said. And I will read every single word she's ever written like over time. Um, so I love her, but also I hate her. Um, and like, I, I like, anyway, there's like other stuff and other layers to this. Scott knows all of this and um, loves to antagonize me. Scott also happened to book in to go and see her when she recently did a talk in Edinburgh at uh, one of the Waterstones, I think, or I think it was the Waterstones, anyway. um, And so 
there Scott was trundling along uh, with his book that he wanted to get signed when he hands another book to her. Um, and so I have this card that he sent, which says, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> which is the start of this story. So I open this packet and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who has sent me this card? And then I open it and I about piss my pants. Um, um, and so the conversation that, that Scott had with Victoria Schraub was, Scott, this is for my friend Sasha, who is in a secret competition with you to read more books. Do you want to know how Schwab responded? Uh-huh. I'll fucking tell you how she responded. Her response was, well, as long as I'm winning. No, <laughs> 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 oh, I about lost my shit. When I first read it, I was like, nah, no. nah, there's no way she said that. Like, he must have made that up. Um and anyway, so I asked him and I messaged and I was like, get the fuck out. Like, did she actually say that? And he was like, yeah, she said it. So now I will have to <laughs> fucking, I don't even know, but like, I will have to eclipse her success because there ain't nobody that's going to talk to me that way. So it is fucking on now. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I go. will do an awful lot out of spite. So yeah, and if she if she isn't top five competition, I will eat my hat. Like that 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 is the most competition response ever. That's the sort of shit I would say, which is exactly why it annoyed me that she said it. How many books are you on, Sasha? Not as many as her. No, oh, that's a shame, isn't it? No, I don't. I don't care. I'm not competing with her on mm-hmm. her books this year. So you know, you can try and wind <laughs> me up all that you want. Um, but I, I will roll it. my eyes in exactly the same fashion Hats that I roll my Scott. eyes at Scott. He, Scott. I tell you what, he, 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 he is a devious little motherfucker. He That's definitely amazing. wins some points for that. It was a magnificent effort and yeah. fucking yeah. I do kind of feel like phenomenal. if anyone ever sent me anything from like Stephen King or Nick Cutter, that I would name my next baby after them. I feel like that well, would just thankfully for me, I'm not having any more kids. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, mm. yeah. Okay, so, so that's thanks, something. Scott. That's something that we've enjoyed. Um, so obviously we don't have comments or anything from last week because this is a back-to-back episode because of London Book Fair and all that kind of good stuff. Um, just a reminder for people who want to join us on Patreon, uh, we've got our Patreon lives each month where you can jump on Zoom and join us for an hour and ask questions and um, also get early access to all of the NLA episodes. Head on over to patreoncom level for that. Uh, I do have a level up from Lena Johnson, who said, uh, I just hit my Q1 goal of reaching 500 subscribers on my newsletter. I also got a lovely email about my reader magnet saying, I can't remember enjoying a short story this much since I read Mark Twain's The Corruption of Hadleyburg. And that was probably wow. 60 years ago. Excuse me while I float away on my cloud of happiness. That's massive. I love that. Uh, and what a goal as well. 500 subscribers is no is no small feat. So congrats, Lena. Um, okay. And so... In the stead of what we would normally discuss, what we are going to talk about, um, because by the time this goes live, we will have put up a post for our Q2 challenge because mm. we're already in quarter two of 2022, which is insane. Um, but neither of us have really kind of like formalized what we're going to do for the next three months. We thought we'd have a little natter about kind of some of the main goals that we're looking at. Um, yeah. Do you want to yeah. go first? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do know what I'm going to do. What I 
I'm going to struggle with is putting something specific for this purpose, because the minute I do that, I just don't want to do it. Um, and I don't find it motivating. <laughs> so it's a bit of a problem because I have a very, uh, so basically I need, I'm, I've cleared the decks and I've got three things. So I'm finishing a course and working on two books and that's it. I'm not doing anything else. I'm basically saying no to everything else. Um, so, but I'm very reluctant to put like a word goal, word count goal, because I will immediately try and not do it. Um, so I'm going to have to think about how, how, how I might put another sapphic number of books that I have to read. Cause that was quite helpful. I did find that motivating because I knew I had to read that many. I obviously wanted to, um, but I knew I had to, um, and I might. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this because I need to be very careful with what I say I'm accountable for, uh, because this is a really important quarter and I actually really need to do the work and I really don't want to get demotivated by this stupid fucking like anything. So that doesn't like, make sense. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but it's where I derive the motivation from, I suppose. Right. Like, and who, like, I don't know. <laughs> But like the minute I try to, the minute I say, I just, but then I want to wheedle out of it. Right. So it's, I suppose it depends on what, like, so with, with the read a minimum of five sapphic books for this, I was like, yeah, I can do that. I can absolutely do that. Right. But the minute I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I definitely, for the last quarter, I definitely wrestled in that ambitious, but also achievable because I, I got very fucking close to doing my one, but also I hadn't factored in as I wouldn't have that I was then going to spend two weeks of my life, like slamming the campaign for Ukraine. Um, and so, like, when I look at my last quarter, we started with Chloe, who had COVID, then Atlas got COVID. I dislocated my kneecap, then Atlas got COVID again. We've had a broken down car. We've had kid allergies. Like, I've actually had very little working time, and none of those things are in my control. And when I set a goal and then life gets in the way, I get incredibly demotivated. Well, that is why I'm reluctant to set something let me ask then, a question coming from a different angle. What yeah. did you achieve last quarter? How can you not think? I've got three things of yours off the top of my head. Uh, well, I there are things that I ticked off my list, but in terms of achievements, I don't feel like I achieved much because the things that I did things, but the things that I derive achievement from are, are getting books finished. This right? is fascinating because you've, yeah. you've, you've finished Trey edits. Yeah. And Victor. Mm -mm. No. Victor's already out. Sirens. But Sirens was only a novella and Sirens, it was basically done pre prior. Only prior to, yeah. only Sirens was already done. I just handed that to the editor. Yeah. Um, and got it up and published. And yeah, launched Rebel Diaries. Yeah. This is fascinating. But I didn't write any new words, really. Did I write like 8K this month? This yeah, quarter? because the shit that you did. Like words aren't the only measure of success, Sasha. They are the most significant measure of my, for me, of success. Yeah, but you still like launched things. But that is a measure of, yeah, but you just fit that in. That That is a measure of output, right? And so for me, the most important thing right now is production, and what I am producing. So like And launching I, doesn't count as production. No. That's publishing. Which is part of the production process. Yeah, but you you've 
I fit the publishing this is really in, interesting. in and around, right? I fit the publishing in and around uh-huh. because that is the easy shit. I can do that in the interstitial periods in the day, right? I can do that with family responsibilities and obligations. I can't write words when I'm being interrupted every 30 seconds. I just realised right? how much you're going to hate my question today. Oh, <laughs> Let's go. On, what, have you what are your quarter? I'm not even answering that question. Fuck nothing, Dan. What have you? What are you doing for next quarter? <laughs> Hold on. Let me just... Um... Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to check that was the intro to our uh, podcast. Um, as we level up wow. our... Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so, wow. <laughs> so last quarter, um, <laughs> like my... I So I had a, a number of big goals for last quarter, which is actually... I realise I'm kind of away from the mic at the minute. Um, my, my private goals were three books. I did two books. There are reasons. And I'm fine with that. I'm happy with that. Um, launched the survey, which I haven't done. Um, again, this quarter is, you know, in, in the process of announcing that I'm giving up ghostwriting, it has meant that some priorities have shifted. And so there are certain things I have to focus on. Like it's not, I'm still working away at, at the background, but it's not, you know, in the position where I would have wanted it to be at this point had everything gone smoothly. Um, what were the other ones? Three short stories. I did two. Still happy with that. Very, very happy with that. Um, Join an in-person community. I haven't done, but what I have done is found a few that I'm interested in. Um, I'm just trying to work out which angle to take because, for example, I'd love to join like a fitness group of some kind, whether that's a sport or, I don't know, um, something a bit more to work on my physical activity. Oh, my God. Um, But also I've seen that there's like a really cool entrepreneurial group local that I potentially might look at joining because it would also help my business and just means meeting new people. Launch podcast, I did, and then run a mastermind, uh, which I did. Um, and obviously, I'm working on the next one at the minute. So on, I've already kind of mentioned it, but what I didn't kind of anticipate was the Writers for Ukraine launch. So, you know, I, I'm fine with having missed a couple of those because, you know, we raised £14,500 for charity, which is like insane. And I'm very happy with it. Um, but for the, the quarter going ahead, um, the priority really needs to be on the productivity book and um, the mastermind and just kind of really uh, next leveling my author services and what I'm offering to people because I am more confident than I definitely was this time a year ago. I'm much more driven. I'm much more ambitious. I'm working with a business coach to obviously help with a lot of the sort of behind the scenes stuff and to make sure that, you know, they're, they're fruitful and they work and they deliver the value that I want them to deliver. Um, and so a big part of Q, Q2 is going to be basically, I think, just really. And it seems weird saying laying the foundation for activated authors, but it is because it's been an iterative journey since the end of 2020 with obviously the, the boot camp evolving into the writers group evolving into activated authors. We officially launched September 2021. Um, but it's still. Like it was finding its character. There was still a lot of stuff where it was like trying to define specifically what it is activated authors is. And now at that point where based off of, you know, all the data I've got from before, I've distilled what it is that we offer, what it is that I want to bring into the author space. Um, and so sort of doubling down on that and really trying to find a way to formalize, streamline and um, grow and scale what it is that we do in activated authors because I massively believe in everything that's going on backstage. So 
that would kind of be where my focus is. I think like you, I'm, I'm reticent to formalize a goal sort of on the spot. Um, yeah. I definitely need to sit down and, and, and think about what that looks like, but that is kind of where I'm heading because the, the beautiful thing about this is if I can get this right, and I will try my fucking damnedest to get this right, um, is that I will be servicing authors in a way that I haven't really seen from other people. I'll be like, and you know, and delivering my best self and be confident with what it is I'm giving. Um, financially, I'll be able to support myself away from ghostwriting, but then also just the headspace and the time that I will have to then focus on my own creative projects. So like, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before to people, but for anyone who's kind of like new on this podcast, my, my creative output really has to be a minimum of 15,000 words a week for ghostwriting, which, you know, is quite a hefty sum. And in doing that, like I can manage it, but in doing that, it leaves very little in the tank to focus on my own creative fiction when I'm also trying to grow a coaching business. So since it was last year, since March of 2021, I put, I put everything I was doing on the board um it was way too much and all i've been doing over the past year is constantly cutting down cutting down streamlining streamlining and getting very very specific with the things that i believe that i excel at and the things that also will reward me um and part of that means that you know devil's rock publishing i still publish my fiction book through that but i had plans to scale that and that's gone totally down i've handed off things to different people who will definitely do a better job than i will because they it, it gives those projects, my the, their full attention rather than my sort of half attention. Um, and, you know, we've spoken about no, we've spoken about boundaries on this podcast. And I think a lot of those lessons have really started to sink into the point that I can see a very sort of um, tangible route ahead. So, yeah, my, my Q2 is going to be very sort of um, nose to the grindstone as I level up and get everything in place for the next chapter. Mm, mine too. Sink or swim. Yep. Let's do it. You're leading. I know. I'm just I'm just letting it linger for a minute. Oh. And also every now and then I like to just sit in silence and see how, how it makes people feel. People don't like silence. Mm. It's a podcast, not really supposed to have silence. I know. And there isn't. <laughs> okay, so um I'm pretty sure that's kind of like the bulk of things. Obviously, people who have put down their um, successes on the Q1 challenge, we don't know who they are at the minute, so we can't announce prizes, but we'll do that on next week's episode. And uh, notices. Um, so let, I'm going to stick with the Rebel Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so... Like the Rebel Diaries is out. It's an mm-hmm. anthology of 13 short stories with morally gray characters, sapphic pirates, angry witches, uh, sarcastic demons, vengeful witches. Um, yeah, like it is genuinely fucking awesome. So, you know, you should probably check it out. Copy. Yeah. Link in show notes. Uh, And I'll go to the uh, Writers to Authors Mastermind, which is my program in which I'll be coaching a very, very dedicated group of people from being writers to becoming authors, um, choosing your own creative goals so that I can help you along the way. It's a mixture of group coaching, one-on-one coaching, a bunch of extra services and things to help you achieve what it is that you want to achieve at the end of that six months. And really is kind of like a big accelerator to help you forward in your author business. So check that out at activatedauthors.com forward slash mastermind. And now 
<laughs> the question that you're going to hate me for. So, <coughs> excuse me, we have skirted around this on occasion. I think I'm surprised to see that we haven't actually um, done sort of a specific deep dive into this. Um, we've spoken about how do we look ahead and plan for and organize time for I this. I already hate the question. But the question is how do you rest? We have done this. We haven't. We've done how do you plan for rest? I checked this morning. Because that was about how do you put a break in your schedule to recover? You are an asshole. I don't rest. That is the, the short of it. Um, I don't I don't rest. If I'm honest, and I'm not proud of it, but it is. I think a symptom of where I am in my life right now. Um, I get up and I sort the kid out. Chloe often irons his shirt and between us, uh, like we sort of make sure he, he, he makes his own breakfast now. Um, and then I do the school run and then I come back and I work until quarter past three or just before I go and do the school run. And then I usually do an hour of admin and then it's like make dinner, clean the house, feed the kid, get the kid in the shower or, or if he's had a shower in the morning, then like get the kid in the pyjamas, do the stories, put him to bed. At the moment, I would say four or five nights out of seven, I work, I continue to work. Either I'm doing podcasts, um, I... I have live events. Um, when I don't have podcasts and live events, we will sit. Um, we will sit in front of the TV, and I will continue to work. So I like because I can't. I can't just sit in front of the TV because I'm like there are so many things to be done. Um, and so like this week we were watching Luther, and I was doing all my account reconciliation. I've spent six hours reconciling my accounts, um, and I'm not finished. So I know that the next night that we sit down and do that. I will be reconciling, finishing my accounting so I can hand it off. Oh shit, today. I need to add that to my list to do today. Yeah, it's um, tax season. It's the end of the tax year for me today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so then um, I will I will either go and have a bath or like if like if I have a shower, I literally I'm like in and out just get it done get out um and then I get into bed and I read for as long as my eyes don't bleed and then I pass out and I rinse and repeat that is my life and then at the weekend um my weekends are not restful <laughs> I have a wife who has chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and because of that she is very afraid of slowing down because when she tends to slow down, she tends to then have an ME crash. And mm. so then she'll be bedridden for like three weeks. So she push, 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 pushes. Um, and, you know, so I, I at the weekend usually, like I try not to work, um, but invariably there's stuff that happens. We're quite hands-on people. So we're always building something or we're doing DIY or we are going for walks or going for bikes or we're driving two hours to see family. And then we're with family all day, which I find draining. And then it's we're exhausting. driving two hours back. It's exhausting. 
Um, I very rarely find a restful weekend. Um, I'm usually fucking exhausted by the end of Sunday and then it starts again. Um, the, so I don't rest to answer your question. Um, but I think rest looks different for different people. Mm. So I genuinely get a serious amount of energy from reading. And I think that is why I have increased the amount that I read so much. Like if I don't read for an hour a day, it's a problem. The next day it's a problem. Like I didn't read last night. I woke up bone fucking tired this morning. Um, And it's like, that is that one moment that I get in the day, (laughs) that one hour to read to myself. Um, And actually I've gotten in a bit of a bad habit um, of like checking my phone. And then I'm like reading a paragraph, checking my phone. So I've had to, um, like the other day, I I read a whole book in a night. Well, less about 50 pages. I read the whole book and it's only because I didn't pick up my phone. And I was like, oh yeah, I actually can read quickly. Well, it wasn't quickly. Because you also don't remember what you read on your phone, but you remember the book. Yeah. I find. Yeah. But like, uh, like, when I don't have interruptions, I can actually read. And it like obviously took me several hours. Like I'm not a fast reader. I just spend lots of time reading. The, the other thing that I do regularly is I have baths with a mm. bath bomb and I read. And I had gotten into a bad habit of taking my phone in there. And I'm trying very hard not to take my phone in there now. And I'm just having like 20 minutes, half an hour to read. But like that is literally the, the 20 minutes in a, in a day that's it that's the only time that I get to myself um but then there are other so like and I suppose this is very typical of somebody who phoenix burns mm. because I either rest a hundred percent or I work a hundred percent and there's not a lot in between so like when we go on holiday and it's like a two-week break for example in the sun I take my laptop but it's it's purely to make sure my ads don't spend too much that like if there's anything desperately urgent it gets dealt with but like that's it I don't work and I rest 100% like when we go away for two weeks I'll read like between 15 and 20 books do you know what I mean like I will just sit and I will read for hours and hours and hours and I'll swim with the kid in the sea and we'll all have dinner together without our phones and it's like amazing so like it's not like I I it's not like I don't rest ever 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 but I don't rest regularly is what I would say I phoenix burn in the same way with my rest I would say and then there are other things that I do so like occasionally at the weekend I will try and book like interesting trips or whatever so like we'll go to a museum or a castle or we'll you know and though I do find those things it's really hard because it's also work right but like Mm -hmm. so much of our life is work like so much of you can't be a writer and not derive inspiration from the things that you see and do and interact with right it's just who we are that is it is every fiber of our being so like I will book these museum tours or whatever or the castles but my brain is still working yeah so I don't know there are there are a certain handful of things that I find super restful. So number one is the bath and book. That is, and, and, and that is incredibly, as long as I don't take my phone in there. Number two is the cinema. Mm. 
So um, at the weekend, I went to see Batman by myself <laughs> because um, Chloe, uh, we, I was meant to go with Chloe and then one of our friends' partners got COVID and so they went to London. Uh, she got her ticket and they went to some comedy show. So I was like, well, I'm still going to see Batman because I've waited weeks and I'm not missing Batman. So yeah. I went and saw it. And like, Is it worth I, seeing? I'm a yes. bit over Batman at this point. It was an interesting experience. Okay, I, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. The bath I, cinema. Yeah, the cinema. And then like, like actual holidays where we go away and I'm not in the house. If I'm in the house, I don't rest. I don't stop. Like for a girl who sits at her desk most days, I will get between eight and 10,000 steps. <laughs> And I'm at my desk sat for like six straight hours yeah, most days. Impressive. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would like to tell you that I rest more than I do, but I don't. And I'm not wildly happy about it, but also I don't think I need, proportionately, I don't think I need as much rest on a regular basis as other people because I store up a lot of energy pennies when I do stop, if mm. that makes sense. So then like I, I wear down that pot. So I'm still generating the same, I'm still getting the same amount of rest. It's just in a different way, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely sort of interesting takes. And the, the, the question kind of comes from, you know, I'm doing lots of research at the minute for the productivity book. And in order to produce, you also have to rest, but like, actually defining what rest looks like at which stages of your life and you know what's going on is is really difficult to kind of pin down because I know that when I was sort of in the day job and there was lots of family life stuff going like my rest generally was the 20 minute bike ride to work so it was exercise plus an audiobook that was that was my time that was my like 20 minutes just in the sun in the rain whatever it was well and this is the other interesting aspect of this right so and this is why I'm so fucked off with not having written many words even though I expend energy writing words, it also creates energy for me on for like a number of different strengths for me. And so not getting to write words is also detrimental because it's a it it creates energy in a different way. Yeah. So like even though I will be mentally fucked by the end of the day after having written words, like there's another part of me that's very energized by that activity in that action so it's a very weird like I think people's concept people have a expectation of what rest should look like and I don't think that that expectation is always right no I think that rest looks different for different people yeah and I definitely it's been a journey for me to try and understand what rest looks like because especially you know when you get when you move into a new house by yourself and you also then have COVID like the options for the things that you can do to entertain yourself to rest are very, very limited. And, you know, there's a reason that I wrote a lot in 2020, um, partly as a coping mechanism, partly because I just moved, partly because like, you know, this is unleashed uh, a sort of torrent of creative energy. Um, but as a creative, you kind of say like, as you say, as a writer, I think for all sort of creative arts, it, it is a lifestyle. And yeah. so what I found very early on was I would try and take a week off and say, like, I'm not going to touch anything writing this week. I'm just going to, like, stay away from the writing. I'm going to work on it. I'm going like, to do other things. And it made me unhappy. It yeah. made me genuinely unhappy. Yeah. Because, you know, you get that pull to be like, oh, I actually do want to write something. And it's like, no, no, not this week. And 
I think it's, it's a balancing act. But what I now say is I'm going to take a week away from whatever, except for anything I want to work on. Because I think yeah. there's that difference between stuff that you're expected to work on during the week, because this is your routine and, you know, what you know has to happen mm. versus I fancy doing this and trying something different and having a bit of fun and there's play in there. I do think, especially from where I'm at in my journey and part of the reason I'm looking for other communities to join very, very specifically not within writing is because I do think I need to have something that isn't anchored in creativity and art, something that I will automatically grow. Cause I feel like if I was to join a local writing group of any kind, um, I am likely to be several steps ahead of some of the people in that group. And what I don't want that to then turn out to be is like me like teaching or in any way kind of like going into that role like I, I I want something where I can start like as novice level and then like learn from other people just meet other people and it is separate to writing so I think there is a place to have something outside of the creative arts that you can do whether you know that is seeing family or you know going for a bike ride whatever it is I know that um our mutual friend Julie Heiner she hikes like five times a week because that's just that's brain space and that's like her happy place and then she'll write the rest of it and just create incredible things what do you want to say oh I can wait until the end I've got quite a few things to say on what you're saying okay um but yeah it has been an ever-evolving journey and it's 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 hard to rest it's fucking hard to rest because like you say, you don't switch your brain off. And we trained ourselves into a way in which you watch a film or a TV show and you're trying to enjoy it, but you're analyzing it. What did they do so well here? How can I use this in a book? And then you'll read a book and be like, Oh, this is very entertaining, but also, Oh, that word choice. Oh, that was oh, how that, and everything, like you say, creativity is inspiration. Inspiration comes from the world and everything that we do. So it's very, I think it's impossible as a creative to escape, to, complete quote rest mm. i think rest just looks different to what a lot of people consider it to be um yeah i don't i don't know how i take time off without doing something creative whether that's like sketching stupid doodles or you know outlining something for a part of the world just writing like a few turns of phrase for a short story like reading um i'm very similar to you in that baths are one of my happy places and um that was something that i've slowly allowed myself to do more of because I was like I really like shut down in the bath and I'll sit and I'll read and I'll just relax and it'll just be like away from everything um but then I have the ever angling voice in my head of my mother like you can't have a bath every night that wastes water and now I'm like I'm 31 I pay for my water fuck you I'm gonna have as many baths as I want to but it's weird as well the kind of hang-ups that we have from sort of previous lives and how they influence what we think we should and shouldn't be doing yeah um so baths are a big one for me um I do enjoy running I've recently gotten back into running and there's something because meditation is fantastic and I do do well with meditation I just seem to struggle to get into a routine of doing it but what I've discovered is like there are different ways to meditate. There are, there is moving meditation. There is still silent meditation and running for me is a form of meditation because I can go out without headphones on. I can run and it's about focusing on the next step. That's all you've got to do because your body does begin to ache. But for people who haven't run, like this is something that blew my mind when I discovered it, it was like you run to the point that you're uncomfortable and your legs start to hurt. And obviously this changes more as you train more often, but there comes a point of, um like stable discomfort I guess in which it doesn't hurt anymore and you can just keep running you just have to get used to running and stepping on that cloud of discomfort 
first 5k was always painful for me after Mm -hmm. 5k I could run up to half a marathon yeah without many problems yeah last two years ago when I was um in my first sort of solo house I was doing a lot of running I got up to like 10k it was by accident um but that was a case of one and a half k okay 2k and then pretty much from 2k onwards it was just all right this is this is how it feels just sit in discomfort mm. um and it is it is a form of meditation it shuts down your brain it makes you focus obviously it's good for your body because it's exercise so you know whether it's crocheting whether it's cycling whether it's hiking whether it's painting you know whatever it is like rest doesn't have to be stopping like entirely if that doesn't work for you some people do very well from just going like i'm gonna lounge on the sofa for four hours but know thyself i think there are so many different types of rest um and it depends which energy pot has been drained Mm. so it's funny that you talk about joining a group i've literally um somebody who's in my taekwondo group um is part of a local entrepreneurs um group and about a week ago uh, I reached out to her and was like I really need a network locally <laughs> like mm-hmm. what were the things that you said that you were doing um and so yeah she sent me this thing this event thing that I need to sign up to um but yeah like it's interesting because I think there are so many different like sometimes I can be physically tired and then actually sitting on my ass is what I need to do and then um sorry like other times it'll be sorry my sister (laughs) um yeah other times there'll be like different types of drains so like maybe it's creatively drained and then usually you have to do something or see something for me at the moment, I would say I am socially drained mm. and not because I've had social interaction, but because I haven't. Yeah. And like I was saying to Chloe the other day, I have got to find some people locally because like I didn't want to go and see Batman on my own. But I literally didn't have anyone else to ask. Like I asked my neighbor um, because I know that her husband likes going to the cinema and her husband is really good friends with Chloe. So I was like, oh, maybe he'll go with me. But he was busy. And I was literally like, I literally don't have anybody else to ask. And that I shouldn't be in that situation. But that partly that is because of COVID. And partly it's because we've moved. Mm. And so all the network that I had has gone. And the other part of that is that everybody I know is either pregnant or having kids. Have had kids. Yeah. And so they're, so they're like, um, they're like. That hits. Yeah. But, but I am eight years past that yeah I have I have a you know pre-teen essentially or like a late kid pre-teen um ah, it's home. Yep. and I've moved school three times so I don't have a mum network I don't have any mum friends I don't, I don't really have friends locally like all my friends are either not in the country or they're miles away and like, so I was saying to Chloe, I am so exhausted by not having anybody locally that I can see the last. So we have a couple of mutual friends, of course, like, and we, we've seen, but like those mutual friends came because of her, not because of me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like they have accepted me into the fold rather than me having brought friends to our, you know, relationship um 
like and and so the last time I saw anybody who is genuinely my friend first is either the last time I saw you which I don't remember when that was or when I went for drinks with Joe and Orna last summer in June June last summer June last year Mm -hmm. that's the last social thing I did like that's not like that is a drain you know yeah and it's Um, weird as well like stepping back into seeing people is also draining which yeah. is the ironic because I I um I'm groomsman for one of my old uni friends this year and we did a it was just four of us around his house a couple of weeks ago for like drinks and games and stuff and that was the first time I'd done anything like that since pre since before COVID yeah and it was that thing of like this is really nice but at the same time I'm like I don't know how to do this right now <laughs> yeah so like the reason I haven't signed up to that event that the this taekwondo lady sent me is because I'm like oh god I really don't want to do that like I do I need to I do need to do it I need to and I do want to do it but also I'm like oh my god even the thought of doing it is draining because I'm not I've I've lost that ability to be social um and that is probably like the, the biggest area of rest that I need that I don't have um is that social that social rest that ability just to go to somebody oh do you fancy a coffee at lunch or yes please yeah yeah so that is that maybe that maybe that should be my quarter goal that would be a really genuinely useful quarter goal I don't quite know how I would (laughs) make seven friends No, no, but I think it would be more about yeah. the actions that I would take, like force myself to introduce myself to someone or like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I will think about it, but that mm. would be like a great. Yeah. Yeah. But you are because... right as well, like the different the different elements of, you know, there's social, there's physical, there's emotional, there's yeah. even, like, even financial rest. Like I, I am currently in a place of unrest with finances because I'm cutting a big chunk of my money, which is then going to drain my energy for the next few months yeah. until I can get stable again. So, yeah. you know, there are lots of factors to consider to put yourself in a place of ease. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting question. Boom. Wrapped up. Okay, cool. So um, as we say, next week, we'll do all of the announcements for the Q1 challenge for 2022. Um, but from myself and from Sasha, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Activated Authors podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. Dance, dance, monkey, dance. I don't want to die. I'm so tired. I don't. My soul is tired. If you don't dance, I'm going to totally stop recording this podcast with you and then you'll have to suffer the consequences. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Nothing.